0: <laughs> Glory to God. Turn with me over to Hebrews, the seventh chapter, We're in the 19th through the 25th verse. I, I want to share this with us tonight because the ministry of Jesus in our life is very important. And a lot of times people don't understand what He has really done for us and how we can walk in victory 24 7. God wants us to walk in victory. And, uh, you know, I want to just read these scriptures, then we'll get into it tonight. But let's read in Hebrews 7, verses 19 through 25 first. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by which we draw nigh unto God. And insomuch as not without an oath he was made priest, For those priests were made without an oath, but with an oath by him that that said unto him, The Lord swore, and will not repent, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better covenant. Now, you, you might want to underline that in your Bible if you do markings in your Bible, because he's made a surety of a better covenant. And they truly were many priests, because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continues ever, ever hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. Now that that scripture, that portion of scripture, is pretty long reading there, but I want to tell you something. It's talking about Jesus. He is our high priest. He he is our mediator. He's our intercessor. He's the Savior. He's everything. But look what Romans 8.34 says now. But who who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore, he also is risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. That's a powerful scripture. He died, and furthermore, he's risen, and he's even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Now, I want to deal with this this portion of scripture right here, because when Jesus sat down on the Father's right hand to live, he began to live for us in as much reality as he died for us. See, a lot of times we get the the crucifixion story okay. And without that, you don't have anything. How many knows there had to be a death before there could be a will to be ratified and to come into being for us? So the cross was necessary. But so many people stop at the cross. And they don't get the full revelation of what Jesus did because he didn't stay on the cross. He went into the lower regions of the earth and took the keys of death and hell away from the enemy. And he came forth victorious on that third day over all sickness, sin, and death, and everything. He became Lord of it all. Hallelujah. And he's still Lord of it all. Because he's the Christ. But he who is risen is even at the right hand of God. And that's where he's at now, because after he ascended into heaven, he ascended to the right hand of the Father. And he's sitting there, and he ever lives, makes an intercession for us. He's our intercessor. Thank God. How many ever had to have somebody intercede for you? And Jesus, as a high priest, carried his own blood into the holies of holies, and now presents our prayers and our worship to the Lord. When you pray... It's not just words coming out of your mouth. God's taken those words, the prayers, and he is presenting our prayers as worship and praise unto the Lord and unto God himself. How many knows God is the source of all things? He's the source of our blessings. And then as the mediator, he introduces the unsaved man or woman to God. He's a mediator. And hey, by the way, sometimes we need a mediator even after we're saved, right? How many's ever failed? How he's ever stumbled and just really skinned your knees real bad? <laughs> and all, of, but thank God, thank God, Jesus doesn't leave us there. He is a mediator for us. He's an intercessor. He's a mediator, and he's a mediator for the sinner which he mediates for sinners to come to the Lord, but he's also our intercessor for us as believers today. So tonight, I I want to just share these three things briefly with you real quick. Jesus, the intercessor, the advocate, and the surety of the covenant. He's all three of those things for us. And I'll tell you something. Jesus' ministry on earth was one of intercession. The three and a half years that he had on this earth, in the ministry, now he had 33, a little over 33 years as far as age-wise of the human being. But three, three years, a little over three years in ministry on this earth. But he, i tell you what, it was one of intercession all the time. He was, It was one of intercession for those that were in need. Intercession for those. He would, he would plead the case before the Father, you know. He would plead them before the Father. And that word intercede, by the way, means to make petition and to plead for, or to plead with a person, either for or against others. All right, listen. How many knows if you if you have a a legal case, you need a good attorney. Now, some people think they can be their own attorney, but you got to know the law to be your attorney. You've got to know some things about what the law says about your situation and be able to, to get, you know, my, my, uh, my father-in-law and, and his brother-in-law, they bought some property on Galveston, right off of Galveston, uh, the Galveston Bay there, you know. And, uh, and they bought this property and this man just gave them a real, really good snow job. And he told them how good and great this was going to be for their families. And they went down there and they were just going to enjoy their property. And see about building a little cabin or something on their property. And the water had already come and covered the whole thing. And it wasn't just like muddy water. It was just like a deep part of the bay. You know, that covered it all. And they took it to court. And my father-in-law... He knew when to stay shut up, but his brother-in-law didn't, and he opened his mouth, and they lost the case. <laughs> no, no, no compensation, no nothing. They, they lost because he didn't know the law. How, how many understand what I'm saying today? You need if you're going to have somebody to intercede for you, you have got to know somebody that knows what they're talking about. Jesus is our intercessor. He's our mediator. He's our attorney at law. He knows exactly how to plead your case. And He knows how to get things done. The Bible says He interceded for the transgressors. Now, how many knows in your own power, in your own strength, there's no way you could wash yourself white as snow and purify yourself and be holy enough to stand in the presence of the Father? There's no way that any of us could do that. There's none of us that could ever do that. But you see what Jesus did, he interceded and made petition. He interceded for the transgressors. Look at Isaiah 53:12. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and he made intercession for the transgressors. Now, remember that word intercession or intercede means to plead with a person, to make a petition either for or against others. Jesus is on our side. If God be for you, who can be against you? Amen? How many glad Jesus is on our side tonight? He'll plead your case. He'll plead your case. Listen, and there's every, every one of us sitting here tonight, and those that's watching by Facebook Live, you know, the, every one of us have had situations and times where we have had the enemy come in and just really try to strip things away from us. Oh, yeah. Physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, relationship-wise, he's tried to strip things away from us. And, but thank God that Jesus, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> everybody say his name, Jesus. There's something about his name. You know, when Jesus and his name is mentioned, the devil has to shut up. I've been in situations and circumstances where the devil was acting up in, in, in an individual, you know, and just really making a scene. And, and I don't know if what you're, uh, listen, people can be demon-possessed. There are some demon-possessed people. You just watch some of our politicians sometimes, you know. <laughs> there, there, there's something wrong with them you know mentally deranged on some of them but 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 what, but, the, but this demon this person actually had demons and that a minister had been dealing with it for a long time him and another preacher and they had been going to this person's house trying to to uh to deliver them and they called me one day And they said, Brother Clarence, will you come over and assist us and help us and pray with us and stand with us in agreement? This person really needs deliverance. So I said, sure. So back then, this was back in the 70s, you know, I had a leisure suit. Uh, Y'all know know what those leisure suits were? I mean, I I had a green one, a gold one, a red one, and a blue one, and a a paintbrush one, you know. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I was really fancy back then. But I, I wore my red one that day. And for no reason. I mean, I didn't. But the person that the, had the devil, they nobody said nothing about me coming or not. They had called me before they ever got there. And this person said, Don't let that creature with that red suit in this house. Well, I didn't know about this until afterwards, you know. But when I got there, they looked shocked. They went, You got a red suit on. <laughs> I said, Yeah, it's one of my favorites. It represents the blood of Jesus. <laughs> and went into the room where this person was, and they had every curtain pulled totally dark. You couldn't see. And I just went over and just started opening up the curtains, and boy, this person started. You're groaning and and saying all kinds of things and and all kinds of noises coming out of them and and the light was blinding them. It wasn't that bright, but it was bright to them. It was dark in there, but the devil loves darkness. And we opened the windows up and we took authority. Now, I'm not taking credit for me doing it because all of us were in agreement that day. It was all, if two or three agree on earth is touching anything, it's done. Amen? So I'm not, I'm not taking the credit. But the thing is, what we did was, we, we pleaded the case to the Father. And by the blood of Jesus. And the power that's in that name... That is invested in that name. We use that name that day. And because of that, because of the intercession of those, and also Jesus was also doing intercession in the heavens up there, that person got free. And they were normal again. Praise the Lord. Because victory is ours. But Jesus makes petition for us. Amen? Jesus prayed for others while he was in pain and suffering. When Jesus was getting ready to die, remember he was suffering. He was in anguish. And the Bible said in Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In other words, what was he doing? Interceding. Because those people didn't know what they were doing. And Jesus said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus interceded for Peter. Remember old Peter? <laughs> I like Peter. He kind of reminds me of me. You know, open your mouth, insert foot. You know, quick to, quick to uh, say things, and, you know, and then you say, whoops, I should have said that. <laughs> Nobody here is guilty of that, right? But Jesus had to intercede for Peter. And, and the Lord said, Simon, in, in Luke 22, verse 31 and 32. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you. And that he may sift you as wheat. But look what he said. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail you not. And when you are converted, strengthen thy brethren. Hallelujah intercession yes. that's what Jesus is he's our intercessor. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was in Phoenix, Arizona some time ago several years ago pre- uh, preaching for my cousin at pastors of church there and, and um, his son was there I had a good relationship with all the family and uh, but the son was there and he kind of you know I, I don't know what teenagers go through but <laughs> he went through a period. You know, I, of course, I wasn't there. I hadn't seen him in two or three years, and and but but he, he but, but I always had a good rapport with him and a good rapport with his brother. And but I was I was they were they were they were there in the services and we were doing a four or five night meeting there and and uh, the, the uh, one night they they were sitting on the front row and the Lord just impressed me to pray for him. Just impressed me to pray for him, and I called him up. I told him, I said, I don't know why I'm praying like I'm going to pray. But God knows. And I called him by name. And I said, just like Jesus told Peter, I said, the devil wants you. The devil's got his mark on you. And he's out to trap you. And he's out to destroy you. But I didn't leave it hanging there. But I grabbed him and I hugged him. And I said, I want you to know your cousin preacher, evangelist man here, is praying for you. Because I love you. And God's got a gifting in you. And he did have a gifting in him. And I said, God's got a gifting in you. And God's going to... I I don't know what this is all about. But I said, the devil desires to take you out. But remember... I'm praying, your parents are praying, and they were all in agreement with me there in prayer, and we prayed for him. A few months later, he was in an incident, situation, A young man got killed, and he was there when it happened, and he ended up going to prison. Now, you'd think, well, God's going to get him out of it. No. God don't always get you out of those situations like that, but see, God uses those situations because He can He can get inside those walls there where they are, and God can change their life. And this young man, of course, was very very sorrowful over what happened, very repentant over what happened, but the law is the law. You know, how how many understand what I'm saying? You know, the law is the law. Sometimes we can pray God. And I think this is where America goes wrong a lot of times with our kids and our teenagers and maybe even some adults in the family, you know. But because we just call it, well, it's just a little mistake. You know, just a little mistake. No, sometimes that big mistake turns into a great big festering sore that causes problems. For others around. And you know what we got to do? We got to be willing to be bold as a lion. And we got to be willing to speak the truth of God in a person's life. Because you're not doing it out of condemnation. You're not doing it to condemn them. Or to put them in hell. That By, my, by no means. Jesus didn't want anybody to go to hell. That's why he went through what he did. To save the whole world. But God's needing people to... Step in and do some interceding. Amen? Interceding on behalf. Well, you know what happened? This young man got in prison. He's in prison. They they, they had very, very restricted visiting hours for him. Because of the situation. And they could only go at a certain time. If they, could, if they didn't get in that time, they didn't get to see him for another week. You know. And... But, you know, God got a hold of him in prison. I mean, he turned his life around. And now he's over a Bible study in the prison. And other young men are getting saved and filled with the Spirit. And God is moving in that prison right now, tonight and today. And, uh, and, uh, but, 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 see, the, the Lord knew. He said, I told him that day, I said, Satan... I said, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but it's the same Scripture that Jesus spoke when He told Peter, The devil desires you. But. Jesus said, but. I prayed for you, Peter. (laughs) Peter went pretty far down, you know. But God lifted him up. Judas went pretty far down. But you see. Judas could not receive the forgiveness or the love that Jesus had for him. And Judas ended up committing suicide and casting himself over a mountain. And his bowels laid out on the ground down there, just like the scriptures declared that it would be. But he could have repented. Because how many knows? Listen, Jesus forgave the man on the cross. One man on the cross, he said... He said, if you're the king of kings, why don't you just get us, both, all of us, down off this thing and do your magic stuff, you know. But the other one on the other side said, Master, remember me today (laughs) where you go. Jesus turned to him and said, today you shall be with me in paradise. Today you'll be with me. See, there's a difference in someone rejecting. And someone having inter, receiving intercession from someone. And that person that receives the intercession from someone can be delivered and set free. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, this is pretty good preaching, Brother Clarence. Keep on. But he said, I prayed for you that your faith fail you not. He told Peter this. Because when you're converted... When you're converted, you strengthen your brethren just like I'm strengthening you. And Peter did that. You would read First and Second Peter and see where Peter strengthened the body of Christ. And he said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. In other words, he began to encourage them and let them know that this wasn't the end. There's something better than this. Amen. There's something better than life on this earth even. And some of us have had good lives. And some of us have had a good a good experience in life on this earth. But nothing is going to compare to heaven. Nothing is going to compare to where we're going to spend eternity with. And Jesus interceded for us so we could make heaven. Hallelujah. But He's our intercessor. Can you say amen? Jesus said these prayers for His followers in John. Uh, 17. I want to read these scriptures. Uh, a lot of scriptures, but we'll get through them quickly. I promise. But Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son. This is when he's getting ready to be crucified yeah. so that your son may glorify you as you've given him authority over all flesh, that he should have that he should give eternal life to as many as you've given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ whom you've sent. I've glorified you on the earth. I've finished the work which you've given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself and the glory which I had with you before the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus was praying this prayer. Then he prayed, he said, I have manifested your name to the men whom you've given to me out of the world. Talk about his disciples. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they kept your word. Now they've known that all things which you've given me are from you, for I've given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known uh, surely that I come forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. Now look what he says here. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you've given me, for they're yours, and all mine are yours and yours are mine, and I'm glorified in them. Now, I'm no longer in the world, but these are uh, but these are in the world, and I've come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name those whom you've given to me, that they may be one as we are. Here's Jesus interceding again for his disciples. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. And those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, which was Judas. That the Scripture might be fulfilled, but now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves." I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they may be sanctified by the truth. Jesus is praying for his disciples. Interceding. Now look what he goes on to say. I do not pray for those alone, but for all those who will believe in me through their word. Now, in other words, Jesus said there's going to be a whole lot more Peter, James, and John's come up. There's going to be a whole lot more women of the gospel that was there that that's going to come up. God is going to raise them up, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may not, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them as you've loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you gave me, may be with me where I am that they may behold my glory, which you've given me. For you love me before the foundation of the world, O righteous Father. The world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. Jesus is interceding for the church, for the disciples. Praise God. How many of we got something to do for the Lord? As believers, we've got something to do. Yeah. Did you know Lot separated himself from Abraham and ended up living in Sodom and Gomorrah? Now, I want you to notice when Lot and Abraham were traveling together and they their herdsmen were feuding and fighting and arguing over the uh, things, that God spoke to Abraham. And he said, I'm going to separate you. So Abraham said, Lot, you choose where you want to go. Lot looked at the well-watered plains of Sodom and Gomorrah. Because it must have been a beautiful sight. A beautiful place. And all of that was there. And Lot chose that and took his herdsmen and his family. And all the ones that were with him. And went into Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham was left standing there. And I'm sure he was wondering, Lord, which way do I go? And the Lord said, lift up your eyes and look as far as the east and the west and north and south. And you just look and that's yours. And don't you know Abraham looked out there and saw nothing but desert? That's all it was. That's all that was left. Desert. Can't you just see Abraham jumping up and down and saying, Woo! Glory to God! I got me a desert! Hallelujah! Now, you know, anybody in their right mind wouldn't do that, I guess. But he did. He thanked God for it. Because that desert became a well-watered garden. That area in Israel today, by the way, is where all of this was taking place, where Abraham finally ended up settling down. We were able to go to Israel here a few years ago. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, the, did you know what their main import or export is roses? Did you know that? Israel, one of their main exports is roses? That desert land is well watered. In fact, that year that I went, they had been in a drought for several years. And the brook where David got his five smooth stones and slew Goliath, it was dried up. It had been dried up for a long time. But they had had a big rain before we got there. And that brook was just flowing over with those rocks. I mean, flowing over those rocks. And I just picked me out five smooth stones out of that. And those stones were about the size of a man's fist, by the way. They, they weren't little bitty rocks that he put in that slingshot and did that. They were, they were big rocks that it, it took a big sling to do it, you know. And, but I got me five smooth stones. Going to bring them back with me. I got to the hotel. I only had one smooth stone. I told my wife, Carol, I said, where's my other stones? She said, I left them at the other hotel. What did you do that for? Well, you don't need five of them. You just need a good one. I said, David had five. I wanted five. And I still got my smooth stone. It sits on my desk. (laughs) Hallelujah. But listen, Abraham got the desert. But you see, because God was on his side. And Jesus has prayed for us. He's prayed for us. He's prayed for all the believers. All of us were in the prayers of Jesus that day when he was interceding in way. I mean, how, how many, uh, th- uh, what was it in, the, how many years has it been now? About 2,000 years since Jesus died and was crucified? Close to 2,000. And... Uh, uh, because it's been about 4,000 years since the beginning of time all the way up through the Old Testament to the birth of Jesus. And it's been almost 2,000 years. Hey, guess what? Time's getting ready to run out on us out down here. I mean, listen, time is right. We better get serious with the things of God. Because the coming of the Lord draws nigh. Amen. And there's some things getting ready to happen. And we're, we, we may see some things happen in our nation that we're not happy about. But don't worry about it. Because you see, God is still in charge. God's still in control. Can you say amen? Now, now why does a child of God need someone to intercede for? Because before you were born again, you walked as a natural man. Some of us couldn't hold our temper if we wanted to. Amen. Some of us couldn't hold our tongue if we wanted to. Amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We walked as natural men. We were Satan-ruled men. We were under the influence of the old Adamic nature that fell. But now that our spirits have received the life of God, our minds have to be renewed. Now Listen. And I'm going to emphasize this. I may not even get done with all this tonight, but but you know, see, we're born again. But some people just stay the same after they're born again. Amen. Now their spirit is changed. I mean, they're they're happier. How many understand what I'm saying? They got the love and they got joy, but they don't grow and mature in the things of God the way God wants them to because they have walked as natural men. And natural men are easily influenced by the demonic powers and satanic control. Now, our, our spirits have received the life of God. Everybody say, I've got the life of God in me. Now, our minds must be renewed. That's another part of everything. We're not going to go into detail on that. But your minds have to be renewed. What did Paul say? Don't be conformed to this world, but be renewed. But, 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 but be transformed. Transformed. Transformed, changed, literally changed by the renewing of your mind. Our mind. Did you know our mind, listen, it's hard to get things out of our mind. (laughs) The, the the, The joy of the Lord is our strength. And we still allow things to be our source of joy. We, we still let whatever in the natural be our source of joy. Yeah. My wife is a source of joy, but God, she'll never, ever equal the joy of the Lord. Wow. Amen? Yeah. So we've got to renew our mind to the Word of God, be transformed, be changed, literally changed in our thinking. So that we know what is the mind of God. We know what is the will of God. We know what God desires of us. And it's done by renewing our mind and letting God do what he said he would do. Now, the new birth is instant. How many know when you get saved you're in the kingdom of God just like that? But how many have seen people get saved just like that and then the next day they're just stumbling around because they, de- you know why? They haven't had time to have someone instruct them. With the Word of God, I, I, I believe as as we as we grow and in and the, in the, in new converts, people come in and they be, are saved. I want to see I want to see some new converts. I want to see the old ones come back in and and get right with God. <laughs> but I want to see some new converts. I tell you what, those new converts when they get in and get saved, Sister Francis. I tell you what, they put some of us old folks to shame. I mean, they're happy. I, I heard somebody in our church one time. Somebody got saved. They were just happy, 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 happy. And this person went up said, "What makes you so happy?" And they said, "Well, uh, I would say it's the same Jesus you got, but I don't know if you've got the Jesus I got because it's Jesus that makes me happy." <laughs> but we got to renew our minds, Amen. Often we strain our fellowship with the Father. In ignorance of His will, we'll say things and do things that we shouldn't do. But Jesus intercedes for us. Uh, listen, there, y'all hear what I'm saying tonight? Yes. Jesus intercedes for us. Whenever we lose it, He intercedes for us. Demons persecute us for righteousness' sakes. See, the devil's coming after you with everything that he can come at you for righteousness sakes. In other words, to get you to not have that feeling of being cleansed and whole and being a child of God. And having that mind transfigured and changed to know that you can think like God. You can know the things of God. You, you can do what God tells you to do. You can be what God called you to be. Amen? And we've not fully learned our authority. How many knows that there? Some people just don't know their authority. You have got to know your authority. Yeah. You, you got to know the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you've got to know that it's not just a tickling feeling, but it's power. Are y'all still with me today? Yeah. It's power. It's authority. Over the powers of darkness, the Holy Spirit in you has got, it's more power than the devil's got. The devil's already been defeated. Any power he exercises is deceptive power. Because he's already defeated. Can you say amen? Christ is able to save us. Now look what's Hebrews 7.25. Therefore he's able to save to the Uttermost. Uttermost. One preacher is preaching this one time. He's able to save to the gutter most. <laughs> Some people lived in gutters. I'm talking about sinful gutters. But he's able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Now, the Greek word for sozo includes salvation, deliverance, preservation, healing. In other words, when you say you're saved, you've, you've been delivered, you've been preserved, you're being healed. Salvation covers it all. And who is he who condemns? look at Romans 8:34 through39. Who is he who that condemns? Is it Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who's even at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? There's that word intercession again. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation shall distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we're killed all day long. We're accounted as sheep for the slaughter. But look what Paul says. Yet, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Woo! He said a mouthful there. I'm persuaded. Neither death nor life, angels or principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, See, you get through your present danger, and there's other things to come. But all those things, nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Jesus is our advocate. You know what an advocate is? One who pleads the cause of another in a court of law, one who defends, vindicates, uh, an upholder, one who's summoned to aid. It's like a lawyer and attorney. I want to tell you something some of this legal jargon I don't understand. And it's better to get somebody to interpret it for you. And so you'll know exactly what you're supposed to do. And and then you're going to come out all right. But that's why you need an advocate. An advocate is somebody that comes in your stead and they go before the judge in your stead. They tell you, don't say a word. Don't say a word. Because they know when we open our mouth, And engage our tongue. (laughs) It could be the wrong thing. Amen? But Jesus is our advocate. 1 John 2 and 1. My little children, these things I write unto you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins. And not ours only, but also for the whole world. And God is our advocate in everything that we do. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm forgiven. (laughs) That makes you feel good. I'm forgiven. And Jesus, our advocate, has never lost a case. 100% success. And Jesus is not going to fail now. He's still on our side. Can you say amen? He's become a surety of a better covenant. Hebrews 7, 22. No word from God can be void of fulfillment. What do you, Jeremiah 1, 12, I watch over my word to perform it. God watches over his word to perform it. His word. What, what is it we need in our life? I'll tell you what, this Bible here has got everything you need in it. And we already find the scriptures relating to your situation. And God watches over his word to perform it. Jesus is our advocate. He's our intercessor. He's on our side. Can you say praise God? Hallelujah. Under the old covenant, priests were the surety, but they failed at times under the old covenant. But Jesus is the surety of the new covenant. Look at Jeremiah 1.12. I'll watch over my words to perform it. Hebrews, uh, I mean, Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away. This is Jesus talking. But my words will by no means pass away. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth will pass, but my word will not pass. God's word is there. From, Revel- from Matthew 1 to Revelation 22. Jesus and his throne are back of every word. He, I mean, you've got the power of heaven behind it all. Glory to God. Thank God. Amen. I told this little story before, but I was, I was driving down the road one night and they had a big wreck on the freeway. And, and uh, this little scrawny policeman was out there. And I mean, I I, I, I made two of him, you know. Uh, I mean, it'd take two of him to make one of me, I guess, is what I was trying to say. Uh, I mean, but he was a squatty little policeman. Big old 18-wheelers coming down there, you know, there was a wreck and an accident. They had to, he just got out there and just put up his hand. Had a little light flashing it, just put up his hand. And those 18-wheelers would just come screeching to a halt. Now, how many knows that that little 140-pound weakling, could not stop an 18-wheeler if that 18-wheeler decided, I'm going to go through. There's no way. But you know what stopped that 18-wheeler? It was the badge that was on the officer's shirt. Because that badge meant he had all the authority of the county, the city, and the state, and if necessary, the U.S. government. Behind him in, a, in executing his duty as an officer. Oh, glory to God. Oh, I don't know about you, but I get excited. Jesus is Lord. Everybody say, Jesus is Lord. I watch over my word to perform it. God watches his word. He wants it out of our mouth. From Matthew 1 to Revelation 22, Jesus is, is, is on the throne and, and he's back in every word. Every word. Everybody say, Jesus is Lord. Say it like you mean it. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible said Jesus sat down at the right hand of God. Because he yelled out one time on the cross, It is finished. And he sat down, meaning it's a resting position. He's in the highest seat of the universe, interceding above all leaders of nations. And above all satanic power, from Genesis to Revelation, the power of God is revealed. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. And today, I don't know, I, I, just, I just wanted to emphasize this fact of Jesus is our intercessor. If you've got a thing you're going through, Jesus is interceding for you. Just like I told my cousin's son, I said, I I don't understand what I'm saying, because I didn't at that time. But I said, the devil wants you, but I'm praying for you. And listen, God has us covered. I said, God's got you covered tonight. Can you say amen? Amen. The devil is a liar. Victory's ours. (laughs) He can't win because he's already lost. He can't redo the rules. The rules were, if you defeat Jesus, then you got it. But Jesus said, but I'm going to defeat you and therefore I got it. He redeemed us. I said he redeemed us. We're purchased, we're bought. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I tell you what, what would happen if all if all number of us got up tonight and just shouted and and yelled, it's finished. Hallelujah. I say devil, it is my badge. <laughs> it is written. It is written. All power, all your power has been stripped from you. God's given us power over all the power of the enemy, and we got power to charge the kingdom of hell. We got power to bind and loose, and see people set free. Because we are God's army tonight. Can you say hallelujah? Lift your hands and just thank God for the victory that's ours. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the power of the Word. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? Oh, how faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God for deliverance. Have faith in. Could you just. Stick up your hand like this and surrender to the Lord. Say, Lord, I've got faith in you. Well, it's time. Faith. thank Him tonight. Praise Him in advance for victories that yours. Praise Him in advance that God's power is working on your behalf. Thank You, Lord. We praise You. We just glorify Your name, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Lord. Well, glory to God. We're glad y'all came tonight. Amen. Those pews don't move too much. Views don't inspire me, but you inspire me. <laughs> Glory to God. But God's good, isn't He? Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. I believe those that we stood for tonight, God is moving on their behalf. I believe we'll hear reports. Because I don't believe, we pray in vain. I believe we pray in faith. And as we pray in faith, we're going to see what God will do. Amen. Praise